All right, welcome back to Who Am I podcast. Uh, the homepage is whoamipodcast.com. It's Stephen and William again. Uh, it's been a while since our last episode when we went on an adventure in a choose your own adventure book. Um, that was a lot of fun. We might do another book like that in the future, but let's return to our usual format of discussing things that are on our minds pertaining to personal identity, um, psychology, politics, and what else? Physics. Uh, it spans a lot uh, since we're both pretty deep thinkers and have tons of questions that we can discuss. But today, uh, I want us to concentrate on politics. Um, it, it will be about econ economics as well, obviously, they, they always go together. Um, and I am pretty sad when I see how people identify with the political left or right and then see each other as enemies, won't even listen to each other like, yeah. fairly, um, are not able to discuss anything uh, in a nuanced way, at least. And this is only um, strengthened by the media and its very um, deceptive influence on us. Uh, it's not really helping the discussion. And, and the aim of the discussion would not be to find out who's right <laughs> or which is better or who should we vote for. Um, who, yeah, that's already a big field uh, that I've opened there. But l let me start with a hypothesis, and that is that the divide between left and right is very artificial. And both of the groups that identify with these political sides um, have positive points going for them. I believe they are both trying to solve problems but slightly different problems. Not just the same problem in a different way, but, but different problems. They, they see the world, I mean, they're looking at the same world, but they see two different problems going on that are somewhat related, we'll get to that. But I, th I think the, the solution they both bring is, seems in conflict with each other because it's actually not for the same problem. Well, it depends on the problem, I guess, you're talking about, because the extreme left and right, obviously, uh, where it becomes a enslave humanity, whether mm -hmm. through um, the extremes of again, communism, extremes of uh, fascism, those things, I guess, we're not really talking about, are we? We're talking about anything that's... Yeah, not, uh, not mainly. I mean, we, we could mention those just by saying the left will, will argue against the right and saying that, well, if... If this is implemented or if this is adopted as law, then we will become fascist. You know, they, they often go too fast. It's like a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. Like if you allow this, then it'll just keep going that way and then we'll end up in fascism. And the same uh, with the opposite side. Uh, it's, it's funny to compare our culture in Western Europe with North America. Well, not, not all of North America because Canada is actually very similar to us, but with the USA when it comes to socialism because uh, Americans will say, well, what you're talking about, something like um, universal healthcare, is socialist, 
which to them is just a tiny step away from communism. And so they, they believe it to lead to um, some totalitarianism right away, yeah. which is it, sad. It, 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 is, it is tends to be a shortcut um, mm -hmm. with communism because it, all the power goes straight to one person like or a group of people mm -hmm. to then divide it up amongst them. Which again, if the person themselves and the people themselves weren't uh, selfish and weren't wanting... Um, like enjoying the luxuries they gain from that and the power and the influence, then it would work. Same with not not what people associate with fascism, because again, they, they associate Nazism just because again, Western culture with fascism. The fascism from the point of view that you are doing the best you that you can do for your nation, for no mm -hmm. one else, just your nation, and you have control over that as a government or whatever. Um, and like again, if they're not doing it selfishly and actually doing it for their, the people, then it can be effective. Again, it's when it brings into the hate of other people and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, that that's when it becomes a um, horrible, horrible scenario. The concepts themselves are concepts. They're not corrupt in, inherently, unless they are like, go kill everyone. Um, because, you know, communism could do that too. Communism would be like, okay, help everyone. And now let's go and destroy everyone else kind of thing, you know? I think people often favor communism. I do. I, I go, okay, you know what? I, I like that concept of helping everyone in an mm -hmm. equal sort of format. But we forget that actually that can easily be used again for war. And it just hadn't in our little area of knowing things. It's happened elsewhere, obviously. Russia, uh, Cuba? Cuba? China. Uh, yeah, sure, Cuba. Yeah. Uh, China where they have used it for war stuff, whereas we haven't experienced that directly in Britain anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always difficult to get in the mindset that actually the practice of these things, because I've got friends who are from Poland, and yeah, they talk about the horrible times of um, post-communism and... Soviet Union. And how horrific it was. And so, again practice ends up being bad but again in theory it seems nice and i think and i know it can be but unfortunately just most people just get so easily corrupt and okay good yeah you're helping me organize my thoughts um this is one of the reasons i wanted to talk to you about this um so yeah let, let me reiterate some things you already mentioned the, yeah. the theory on the left is uh let's take care of everybody there there is enough to go around to feed everyone, at least I personally don't believe that we're at the point of overpopulation. Uh, we waste a whole lot of food and power and money. Oh, yeah. So we could, if, if in theory it, it were it, it were possible to organize a, a whole nation or the whole world with the resources we need uh, for uh, to, to provide to cover the basic needs of humans like shelter, food, clothing, warmth, electricity, and then other tools that we've become accustomed to in everyday life. Without any corruption, great. Yeah. But I that's just the theory. Yeah, I believe I, I also believe that that if if um like you say, if that was done, it would be sustainable. It's because we're it's because we're wasting things and because we're not doing it in the right mm -hmm. sort of way. Sorry, carry on. Let's let's go to the other side. So I, I grew up as a lefty, but I am more and more disenchanted with the whole political spectrum and yeah. left-right things. So we, we'll also go into libertarianism. 
later on, and anarchy, of course. Um, but but the theory on the right is, from from what I understand, um, we have too much government. It should not meddle in the economy. Yeah. The economy should be freer, so that the market decides what happens, and not politicians and laws. Is that your take as well? Of the right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, I, I get so mixed up um, with some things because, like, yeah, maybe not the far right, but the, the right. Yes, they prefer. Yeah, the we've, we've, we're not at the fringes anymore. Yeah, the fr- the freedoms to do whatever I want as much as possible without yes. having without having anyone uh, lord it over me. Kind of, I guess that's kind of what I see the right as. But then again, I see the right as a, it also a governmental thing as well, where. So one one common policy is to lower taxes for corporations. Yes. That's something that Trump did in 2017, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, the, yeah, in terms of the economy thing and, yeah, being able to, like you said. Um, well, yeah, are you thinking of social values? That That's also a big thing. Like um, uh, people on the right are more religious and, you know, in, in Christian countries. Um, they care more about keeping things, you know, traditional. The, the word conservative can mean lots of different things. Yeah, um, that tends to be my, my brain tends to go to, because we have the Conservative Party uh-huh. in the UK, and that's where my brain goes to when I think of, um, I guess, the right wing. Yeah, so what are they trying to conserve? What is, what is good about the past that we need to keep and not lose track of? Yeah. It's like family structure, for example. So in that sense, I'm also socially conservative. I, I'm also in, in favor of loving everyone and respecting their uh, in identity in terms of gender. Uh, what else? Um, not, not differentiating between races. Yeah. So that's more attributed to the left. Yeah, as I was gonna say, that, that, that tends to sometimes contradict that because you as if you're following val- yeah, traditional family values and all those kind of things, anything that's different from that, you, because of the media, because of those in charge feeding you nonsense, you you think that those things are wrong. What's different is therefore wrong. When it's not, if you actually kept your traditional values and were like, oh, it's okay for them to do that too and do what they want, then that's fine. You know, that works. It's the moment you start feeding in the hatred and the negative towards what's different. Yeah. And they, they, they want that. You talked about that earlier about um, the media and they sell paper and social media, like tweets and whatever else through an advertisement, through conflict, mm-hmm. through drama. If yeah. everything was peaceful and happy, then they wouldn't sell as much. They wouldn't, people wouldn't feed on it the way they do. Um, and so they're constantly trying to disrupt the, concept of it's okay to be both or to be have different different ideas from different spectrums um, I, i've recently come to see the news whether printed or or uh, radio or tv or internet um as a company or as as many companies and what is their interest 
And like you say, it's to sell. It's not to provide citizens with the truth about what's going on in the world. The now, if, if that's compatible with their aim, then sure. But <laughs> if, it's, if it's incompatible because they get more from us by misleading us, then they'll do that. And they are coordinated. Um, during the time of Bill Clinton, he signed a law that allowed large media conglomerates to um, merge even further so that in America, there are only six companies left in charge of all national media. And so it's really easy when the heads of those six companies meet to coordinate their stories because you've probably heard before, they can't all be lying, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you, you watch CNN and I watch MSBC, MSNBC and we'll meet somewhere in the middle to find the truth. Well, that's not how it works. Not anymore, at least. They, they probably just draw lots each week and be like, this is what I'm going to be controversial on this week. And you're going to be controversial on that this week. And yeah, as, long as, a... our, as long as we don't all say the same thing, then it's fine. Or I, even so... Fox compared to CNN, oh. uh, Fox News oh, yeah. is, is right wing. And it, like, no, like you said, it's an artificial divide. <laughs> okay, so we talked a bit about social values um, and yeah, there being good good on both sides. Let's go back to economy because um, you've probably heard lefties say uh, capitalism is wicked. We just need to get rid of capitalism. Um, and the reasons they'll give is, is things like um, monopolies emerge. Uh, like I said, with these merges, uh, it makes the companies more powerful. At least it makes the CEO of the company more powerful. And inside the workplace, you know, there's this power structure, this hierarchy, like you do what you're told and you do the same to the person under you. And so it doesn't matter if millions of people work at a company, it's really easy to rule over all of them. But what because, I love hmm? is um, people talk about pyramid schemes being like, you know, this, uh, sell these to your friends and become higher up in the thing and then you'll make more money and, you know, the pretty the top. And, but at almost every company is that like almost mm -hmm. every company is a pyramid scheme it's you're at the bottom you have to sell yourself and like all this different stuff to then get higher up the management type thing and you know there are there are different there's probably lots more theories i don't understand out there to try and uh get rid of that but at the end of the day there always has to be that there has to be some form of structure and hierarchy it's just what you do with it again it's always it's always the thing itself isn't inherently bad or good it's how we what we do with it and when it becomes a monopoly that's potentially where it becomes bad because that person at the top has so much power and in the other side of things if you had a regulatory bodies stopping monopolies they themselves could become the corrupt one and be like you have to like they could get like want uh you know more money to regulate these things and then use their power to mm -hmm. um, become an organization that is corrupt, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. So yeah, lefties often want the government to step in more and prevent things like monopolies and, and corruption in corporations. But I like to consider the government to be a company. Yep. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so th there are not these two sides, company, um, uh, economy and government and the left and the right quibble over who should have more power and what should there be more of you know 
um, you know, an economic freedom or freedom in the economy for companies to do what they want sounds like suppression or oppression uh, to lefties, but but then uh, oppression by the government sounds, or I should say, stepping in of the government sounds like oppression to the people on the right. But you can't win. That's that's the ultimate key. Yeah. So so that's not where the discussion should go. There is no solution to be found there. It's just yeah. they. I watched Sherlock Holmes, um, the second movie recently with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. And something may, became super obvious to me uh, because it, this, this was the second time of me watching it. And Moriarty is made pretty open in this movie. Often they, they totally hide his face. Like behind the scenes. And yeah, yeah. But this time he's just open and he talks yeah. about liking Schubert. And anyway, um, he creates weapons. Um, and you need, you know, to be in, in touch with all the manufacturers for that. He creates the conflict between France and Germany. He travels between both back and forth. He speaks both languages. Yeah. If you want there to be a conflict and a war and to keep people busy and to exploit them and to kill them, if you're into that too, um, then you need to be on both sides at the same time and, and ha let them have a, a secret union. And then the divide, again, is artificial and only in the minds of the people who are being exploited. Yeah. So, so let's go back to government and, and companies. They are on the, on the same side and they have back room deals. Um, like we said, uh, politicians are actors just being paid off to uh, work on behalf of CEOs, not usually directly, but lobbyists in between. And so they are a special type of company, one that is seen as holy almost by... It depends on the politician, obviously, because we can't make too many generalizations when there are specific politicians out there who are trying to make the difference. Mm -hmm. the, the difficult part is, is the structure of election and, um, and, and government, because someone was talking, I've discussed this before a little bit, I think, where someone was telling me about how, you know, in Britain 200 years ago, like one MP, like person in mm. like government to represent you, um, you know, covered 10,000 people or something or 5,000 people. But now that one person covers like um, 50,000 or something. And it's like, that doesn't work. You need, it needs to be the way it was where it's, it's more uh, spread out so that one person can actually represent the, uh, thoughts of the people because if you've got the more people you have the potential more uh, data that's coming in and what happens is the politician just goes eh I'll just follow my own rules mm -hmm. it's just easier than going around trying to go around every single like person or go around the community and gather all this information about what they actually want you know they've voted you in so they're, they're voting for your policies that's what happens now in government it should you should be representing their desires and it's gone backwards. It yeah. should be them going to the community going, okay, what do you guys want? What do you want? Whereas it's now it's, they stand and go, okay, I stand for this. This is what I stand for. And then most politicians, again, most, not all, will find what's most popular to stand for at that time. And therefore they can get voted in. And once they're in, that's it. You know, yeah. that's them. They, they do that what they want rather than what people want. Sorry. Yeah, I wish there were some blockchain technology to ensure that 
um, candidates have to stick to what they promised when yes. they were campaigning? Yeah, yeah. These again, regulated bodies, and but they're again, it all depends on who's in the regulated body and so, how easily corrupt they are. And <laughs> yeah, that that's one way that government doesn't that's work. Thing, yeah. Um, there's a TED talk that I'll reference below. Uh, also talking about how politicians no longer represent us and the and that voting is a charade. Um, you get to choose between very few parties or politicians, uh, but who decides who stands or in, in American English who runs uh, for those offices? Not you. You need tons of money and backing by powerful people to even get to the point of becoming a candidate. So it's, it's false if you believe that anyone can stand and become prime minister or president. Yes. Yes, into, into the top tier level. Yes. Mm -hmm. People can get into, I've got friends, I've got a couple of friends who have been in, uh, have been MPs and, you know, they represent their constituency in the House of Parliament. And, um, but, you know, that's the base level of that. Well, that's the level as local government as well. But that's, that's the, of the actual parliamentary um, in-house. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I like... to get but to get to the higher levels, you need to be how as you say the backing and the support. That you and, and so much power is pushed to the higher levels; it's, it's centralized there. So I like the idea when when an American says, for example, I, I wish um, more decisions were made on the state level or, or county level, uh, because there, it seems like the news at the national level is so much more influential than the, at the local level and the same with the decision-making. Um, you know, when, when gay marriage was legal in some states and not legal in others, the, the decision went all the way up to the Supreme Court and then it became a national law so that everyone was covered by this one decision. That's, made... a, good, that's a good way though, because that's, um, even, even though that may go against some people's beliefs, um, that's a basic human right or should be um, to be able to uh, marry the person you love. Like, love is a sure. uh, very simple, in my opinion, simple concept, um, but somehow it's complicated by prehistoric, well, prehistoric, kind of prehistoric prejudices, but um, archaic prejudices. Right. Uh, and that's where top level government actually can come in and influence in a positive way to stop people in the country i guess and maybe, and maybe that's wrong maybe maybe that is wrong maybe it is it's wrong to force groups to accept that but yeah let's be very careful because it's the only way that change can happen like positive change because again you want to talk about happiness and peace some people have to be forced like some people are so ingrained in an education for generations that it's going to take a few more generations to um, to show them what love is and what kindness is, to get them out of that hatred. Okay, uh, let, let, let's dwell on this point, um, because there's some things that I wouldn't say just the same way you, you did. Um, yeah. I think we need to be very careful uh, when it comes to... Um, forcing something, like you said, even if it's good. So this is the argument of the benevolent dictator, where it's, you know, you, you like power, uh, centralized power if it's doing what you want. 
But just because it does what you want doesn't mean that it's good to have centralized power. It depends, yeah. It depends on what you... Yeah, you have to... Again, it's the difference between subjectivity and objectivity. Because... Objectively, you can say something is what is best, mm -hmm. but it may not necessarily be what you want. You might want to keep the peace. You might want to not be... Uh, stir the boat or whatever, or off the boat, whatever it's called. Um, but you know objectively that actually this is for hu for humanity to uh, oh. progress. And that sounds that, like a parent-child relation where I, yeah. the parent knows best. And yeah. even though the child rebels against what the parent wants them to do, the parent believes that enforcing whatever the decision they make on behalf of the child is for the child's best in the long run. And a central question in politics is, should the, the government be our parent? Depends on the goal. I guess it depends on the goal of the government. Whatever goal that they've set. Because if your goal is to make money and like, or even in a positive way, again, make money to sustain um, your economy. Um, yeah, you might not want to rock the boat of, um, let's say again, use that example of those that are against uh, LGBT uh, rights and therefore you choose not to give them and therefore be able to get more money and help more poor people for example again there's it's it's like you get that money coming in from big businesses that are traditional values that support that uh, status quo and yeah you then can actually help more people with the money that you've got if you done if you supported the LGBT and lost all the help from those businesses. So it's a minefield. <laughs> yeah, this is getting pretty tangled. You're yeah. saying you're saying the government only has so much money to use. Well, examples, I'm not saying, you know, there isn't, oh, is or isn't, but in this example, yeah, maybe let's, for example, let's say that's the case. This gets into taxation. Uh, lefties usually want the rich or the corporations to be taxed more because they they think it's unfair, um, you know, how regular middle-class workers get exploited. They don't get paid enough. And, and therefore the, that should be undone to a degree by taxing rich people and corporations more so that that money can be used for programs that benefit the people. In general, yeah, right? Even the infrastructure, even improving infrastructure, like mm -hmm. over here, and most places, again, Amazon and different like companies don't pay any. They literally pay like they they get away with paying no corporation tax. Yeah. And, but if they did, that money, yeah, could go very much into supporting the. So I kind of understand that you need money in order to do things that benefit everyone, and therefore everyone should chip in. Um. And that goes very uh, much with what you said about gay marriage. Um, in, in order to make it happen, you need to force everyone to um, condone it or to accept it. Accept it. Again, it's acceptance. Yeah. It's like, hey, those people don't actually have to go to the weddings and uh, <laughs> yeah. whatever, if they don't like respect that. But they have to realize that actually there's, it's doing no harm. I, yeah, that's, the, that's the great thing. There's, um, mm -hmm. there's a streamer that I listen to, and it's, there's three concepts. It's like, does it do me harm? Does it do others harm? And 
Uh, I guess it depends on how you define harm, but you know you can quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a third one, and that's how she lived her life. She's like, and it, it, literally, she said any choice she comes across, she can literally go down to those things and figure out what choice to make. And yeah, like the LGBT question, the LGBT question, which you know should really not be a question anymore, but still is because for some reason people can't understand that it does no harm. Right, and and those are some great rules to live by, um, but is the government appropriate, uh, the appropriate company, to look after our money, and um, enforce or you know in- introduce the programs and the infrastructure that we all need? How has it done in the past with that job? Well, it's done badly because it's tried to bury things. But um, yeah, interesting question. Like, I'm fed up with the job it's done, and I want something totally new, not a new party in charge. Yeah. Um, What do you mean? Sorry, do you like by um, freedom of information and stuff? Do you mean like education? Yeah, just everything that there are laws about. Yeah. <laughs> How much we're taxed and what the money is used for, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and what wars have served us, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I, I believe that we need a totally different system to um, help us achieve a better state as a society. Because I, I no longer endorse this idea of parent-child relationship, where yeah. they know better, and we just have to go along because we don't see. But I the do whole love picture. that. I, I find that hilarious. And they're, they're more educated, or they know better, and it's like no. <laughs> I know plenty of people more intelligent and more like aware than most politicians. And it's just, yeah, this illusion. Yeah. Something that I've always been, and I think like this before as well, been confused about with politics and um, what happens with the money and what the government does is that I like our voting system is like, you know, it requires a lot of um, manpower. Uh, well, human power, mm. good old patriarchy, uh, human power. And you have to, um, you know, all the votes counted, recounted, blah, blah, talk about corruption. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand, like you talk about the blockchain, where there's not a system that you can, like surely technology-wise, you can, let's say this week, the um, once a week, the country has 24 hours to vote on this certain concept. And they go on their laptop and they type in their, you know, passwords and whatever. And then they themselves can vote on the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's not done more. Again, like just making it easily accessible for everyday people to vote on stuff. Because even like even going out and voting within our structure and uh, globalization, that is such a difficult thing in relation to how easy everything else is. So you want to watch TV, you can just get it on your laptop. You want to uh, write something, you can just do it on your laptop. You you know you want to do anything, you can just do it on your laptop. Most things, you order, order your shopping, you just order it online, it comes to you. Um, yet voting, one of the most crucial things there actually is in terms of giving power to staff, it requires you to go online yeah, or, or register, mm-hmm. um, go to a certain place and, you know, cross a box, in fr- like not in front of people, but with people. And I think it's very strange that we still have that system. Yeah. Um, because technology is there. Why aren't we using it? Yeah, at the American presidential um, votes, 
the elections, uh, people often uh, have to go vote on a working day. In Germany, it's always a Sunday. Um, so some people can't make it because of that, and they might stand in line for hours, and uh, the booths will be understaffed. Question. And I believe this is on purpose to get to your question. Yeah, I, I believe know. that people want to be able to influence or even highly control what goes on. And the, the voting machines in those centers are also highly corruptible. Yeah. By a teenager, there were tests <laughs> to see how easy it is to hack them. <laughs> so yes, blockchain technology should solve that. I believe it's possible. And I don't understand why it's not all... Um, I get why in the past it was you had to keep it anonymous. Like literally in the past you had to keep it anonymous mm. because your workforce could literally tell you and stop you from or fire you and whatever else because of your political uh, whatever. But in our modern society that would become quite apparent if suddenly everyone started losing their jobs from certain companies because they've run in certain ways, you know. Um, why isn't why is it so important that it's secret? I guess yeah, this this is a historical question, but I guess um like now you should be able to express your opinion without repercussions. Like you said, you might lose your job. There were even some um investigations into into people who who were in Washington DC on the 6th of January to see whether they're in the military because Trump supporters should no longer be trusted as military personnel. There has some crazy uh, consequence like that for how you vote. You should be allowed to vote for an extreme party if, if you want to yeah. without being um, discriminated against, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, these, th these things are just ideas and just things that confuse mm -hmm. me. Because why are we so judgmental? Like, like again, it's that comes up to the conflict and the desire coming back. Yeah, actually comes full circle, where the desire to make the right and the left or different values seem wrong, when they can actually live in harmony. If we didn't, again, it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Because we believe that they're different and or contradictory and can't mm. live together, therefore they can't live together. If <laughs> we actually believe they could, then they would find a way. Not to quote Jeff Goldblum from you know uh, uh, Jurassic Park. You know, life always finds a way. It is our limitations or belief in limitations that uh, stop us from finding new ideas. That's why you know science progresses so well now is because people believe they can do anything almost because it's been proven that, you know, the leaps in, in these technologies shows that it's just, you know, you imagine something and then you find the way that it, you can make it work. And it should be this, that same way with political things where it's like, well, you know, look into the um, making it work together. But again, it's how do you change attitudes that have been around for centuries? That's the hard part. I believe it's called the Overton window when the media will only discuss certain aspects of a topic, say um, vote Clinton or vote Trump and not are there other parties or are there other systems outside of government to solve our problems. The Overton window um, reduces the discussion to only like usually two things and you're, you're either this or that and there's nothing else to talk about. So that's a huge manipulation. 
and uh, disempowerment of people because yeah people become more and more like children and just obeying what the government says and they don't even see other possibilities outside of the, that framing but let's talk about other possibilities outside of government i i read a book recently um in german uh, but i guess the title would be safe without a state or safe without a government um which is about libertarianism and libertarians want no government basically they well at least none of the current type of government they are well they're multifaceted too so i'm, I'm no expert on this uh, but the ones i've come across are usually capitalists because they believe that the market is a good place for people to come together and find solutions that are best for everyone and they believe in things like speak with your money you know depending on where you invest your money, those ideas and companies will thrive more and survive longer. Um, but there are also other types of anarchists, um, like anarcho-socialists, anarcho who will come up with ways to support everyone without having a government. So let's just talk about the idea of us taking responsibility ourselves for resources to be divided fairly not equally, <laughs> but uh, just so that the needs of the people are met. And at the same time, workers being incentivized, you know, that's another argument against communism. Well, if everyone gets the same share anyway, then why should I do anything for it? I think that's a key point you made there, it's the difference between fairness and equality. That it gets mixed up all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I do it all the time. I say equality um, and I actually mean fairness. Like, I mean, proportional to, again, the needs of the people, not just everything divided up equally. It's equally to the needs of the people, you know, it's, <laughs> which isn't technically equal by equal yeah. term. But um, we're equally everyone, valuable, everyone is what equal, I like to say. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets their equal share that they themselves, well, I guess it depends on mm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really That'd difficult be, question on, on how to handle. Um, financial questions for huge amount of people. It'd just be a grand reset, wouldn't it? If you is that, is that what people kind of want at times? So to like when they talk about quality, they just want everyone to get an equal portion of everything and then just start again. Or do you keep regulating every year? You're like, okay, well you've made <laughs> more from this, so therefore we're going to take that away from you and then distribute. I guess you do, don't you? You don't just don't. I do. I do believe that it's important for people to be motivated to work, you know, to create new value by monetary incentives. But it shouldn't be like money should not be the only motivation. It's a pretty base motivation. But if you are working out of love for other people, then that's even better. Like I sometimes envision a, a pretty small society usually working without money existing at all. And this is, I think, what a lot of what some lefties dream of as well. Where, because they believe that money corrupts people. But I believe power corrupts people. That's why I'm in favor of more anarchic uh, societies. I think and, and money is just a tool for transferring power. Yeah. I think but if everyone were motivated to help themselves, to cover their own needs and the needs of others, and like exchange services for one another, that would be closer to um, a peaceful society. Yeah, I think my, my, my goal is yours is the step before that in my in my just my view mm -hmm. um 
before like everyone just doing it for love and um without the need for money because that that's that's the dream i mean i talked about it before where it's like why are we so selfish that we need to put a uh, I deserve more of this mm. for doing this. Like everything is need is majority of things. Let's talk about all the needs, I guess. Um, even to like you know scientists, the need being the progression of humanity, both in you know, emotional, intellectual, um, and the dream is that a doctor doesn't go, "Hey, I need lots more money than the garbage man." because my job is more needed or more difficult. That might be, the, that's the theory, that it is needed more or whatever. But actually, is it? If we throw away the, our selfishness and our need for uh, our ego, you know, feel to feel better, to feel um, more privileged, if we throw all that away, we don't need the money. We don't need the, um, the, the, the thing. We don't need the external thing to um to do the job we are in eternally are so so comfortable in ourselves as a human being that we don't need to feed a um a need for greed <laughs> or privilege or yeah and that's to me in my opinion again everyone always tells me it's just a fantasy and it's never going to happen um which is fair because at this point in time yeah there's no way that could ever happen um but i do believe there are steps towards that that ideology of just like human beings being at the point where they can, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's been taught for thousands of years in different sects that, yeah, you don't need to focus on these things. There is a way to find internal happiness, mm-hmm. not external. Um, and so I think what, you're, what you said was good, actually, good, one of those steps before that where um, it could... Helping stone, helping yeah, stepping stone towards that. I I always like to remember parts of society that don't fit into this mm, plan or or these these economic theories, like handicapped people. They must be so worthless, crap people, because they don't contribute anything, and they're just useless so eaters. Powerful. It's so diabolical. <laughs> right? Like, so if we stick with, with our perspective that everyone has value, what value do handicapped people contribute? Yeah, they're human. And that in itself is a value. That, <laughs> that's enough, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. Like, that, that, and that should be enough. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how, whether the, the handicap is so extreme that they're just lying and... Yeah. Can, you know, you, again, you think about Stephen Hawking's and you think about certain people, they all have, like, have their relative uh, things they can contribute. Yet, in a certain period of time, the genius that was Stephen Hawking would have been killed as a child. You know, like that, that in a certain historical periods, hmm. they would have been like, no, this is a flawed human. And let's just dispose of them. And that's, you know, so horrible and evil because they're not seen as a productive thing for society and i'm so glad that we're getting better we're still terrible at it still so bad at it there's still so many disabled people that can't have quality of life because they just get enough to live right in, at least in our country anyway in some countries they don't get anything and they mm-hmm. they, 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 they do die. even in this country yeah many many disabled people die constantly 
um, through being swept under the carpet, basically. Yeah, just freezing on the street, for example. Yeah. Um, another point you just reminded me of is in, in India and China, when you knew that you were getting a daughter, she would be aborted or, or killed soon after death. Um, and what's the reason behind that? So that they don't have to pay the dowry. Again, it's financial thinking. It is so base. And it's sad that that is what a lot of people uh, concentrate on. So how, how can we get to a place where <laughs> that is no yeah, longer our motivation? This is the question, isn't it? How do we get to that point? Do we force it upon people? Like, this is, again, like we talked about earlier with the LGBT mm -hmm. stuff, is, is that what we do? Do the government or a body have to force the change? Or will it just happen naturally? But will it take longer if it happens naturally? Like, Yeah, my feeling tells me force is not in the spirit of this undertaking. Because we said, um, so if everyone... <laughs> starts out as this immature, greedy person, which yeah. I believe is kind of accurate. Um, you know, we, we all need, yeah, as, as children, we usually want acceptance from outside because we're not able to have that self-confidence yet. And some people will need it their entire lives. Yeah. Um, some people will even want it from their parents after their parents have died, so, because it's so deep in them. Um, and we don't have, any schooling, any regulated schooling uh, to teach people about how to get beyond that. Yes, it's teaching the individual, you're right, where it's the the moral education, I guess yeah. you could use, again, that, that word gets like, not shrugged at, but like, mm, like people question it because again, morals tend to be linked to religion and it's like, no, these just human morals, they are religious yeah. morals. Yeah. The human, basic human ideas of, again, love, happiness, peace, respect, do you want to, uh, again, well, we're really about to quote written there, uh, but, you know, treat others as you want to be treated, lol. Um, that, there has been, there have been many forms that. of that in and outside of religion, so. Yeah, all that, again, it's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't a new concept. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, do you, the, if you passively try and let it happen naturally, will the corrupt people just take over? Is there, is, is there two external forces? Is there, is there two external forces at work here? And that whole quote of if um, evil wins when good people do nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do we actually have to actively, you know, we use the term force, but influence, let's say, or uh, persuade? Because I always struggle with that. Like, I love giving people choices. Like, I run a games group, and there's currently in the group chats that we have about 60 people. And um, I have to. I, I prefer to let them make the choice for themselves. I prefer to go, here's all the options. You go for it. Do what mm -hmm. you want. It don't always work. <laughs> um, it's like a movie night where no does. one ever watches a movie because of the long discussion about yeah. what to watch. Often it does. It takes longer, but often it does. And people will come to the sort of the conclusion. But every so often, for example, at the moment, I'm having to organize tables um, for, because of COVID, people on certain tables. Oh, this um, is board games, not computer games. Sorry, board games. Sorry, mm -hmm. I should have been that. Board games, games, board games. Um, and so, because we do it, you know, in cafes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's proving logistically a lot of effort mm -hmm. to try and be like, okay, these five people on this table, these four people on this table, this people on that. then someone like cancels or something, and there's only three people on that table, and that's not really enough to uh, be able to, um, you know, have games you want it's probably really to be honest at least four 
um, so they have to reshuffle everything. If I was just to say everyone turn up at seven o'clock and figure it out for yourselves, would that be better? Would letting them have the choice? Yeah, yeah. I've been in similar situations. You, there kind of is a need for there to be a parent because everyone is behaving like a child, <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want to perpetuate them being children. Yeah. But it seems like every, everyone's individual responsibility to mature and to learn. And yes, you can nudge them. Um, I, you know, I'm not a parent, but, but I often wonder what would I do? Would I feel like a dictator again? This is what we're talking about, to be fair, again, right at the start with the, um, both things can work. It just depends on the specific point that's mm -hmm. happening. And that's what I think is, again, harmony and fluidity of being, is being able to know at what point it's best to, as, as much as you can, because again, you can't predict every variable, because that's impossible, we're not, yeah. like, don't see the future. But you can, in a way, with experience, wisdom, that's, you know, that's a really important thing, is to gain an understanding of things through experience, and go, okay, this time, Stephen's going to be a parent and he's going to do this, 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 and this. Everyone, I hate to do this, but for, like, and tell them, tell them you don't want to do this, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's going to be more effective. If anyone has any questions, you know, come to me. This is what I do. You know, I say, come to me and speak to me if you prefer me to do it a different way or whatever. Yeah. And then most people actually go, yeah, well, it's fine, just whatever. Um, and then other times, yeah, I'll just be like, actually, at this point, it's better that, um, like, selecting select the games, for example, in terms of like when we buy new games. Um, do you, do you have a fund for that? Yeah, like they contribute a little money each okay. week and it goes towards that. Um, if they want to, again, it's not a dictation thing. If they want to pay the thing, they can. And then they get to decide when we have enough money, which games they want to get for the group. You know, they vote on it. And it's knowing at what point is most effective. Well, this, is, this is very interesting because it reminds me of libertarianism. So let's extend what you said back to a societal level. Yeah, um, you have a, a close link between you and the other players. They know you personally, they have access to you, they can influence you. They, so that means the less centralized power is, you know, the, the smaller the group is, the, the closer the, the relationship is. Yeah. Even though they are child's members, um, they can just get rid of you as a parent. They can say, I no longer trust you. Yeah. Like, and it's, at any point, if they turned around and said, hey, we don't want you to be running this group, I'd be like, okay, cool, bye. And that's not the same as saying, I'm, I'm going to vote for a different party, because all the big parties pretty much work towards the same end, towards keeping their power. Because once a system is established and, and the majority of the people trust it and believe the lies about it in the media, then it's self-perpetuating, just like royalty, like feudalism, and now large parties over nations. And then even supranational um, groups like um, on the UN level uh, are, are very similar as well. So you want more local organizations that, are, that spring up spontaneously and can also destruct spontaneously and, and not just vote someone else in, but just get rid of the entire system and start a new one. That needs to be possible whenever people want to. And it needs to be totally voluntary whether you join a pro project or an organization or not. Just like, um, I don't think enforcing uh, health insurance for the entire nation is a good thing. I think only people who want to join should join. And then you could say, well, healthy people have an advantage, but with health, you never know 
And, and obviously that's not the end all solution either, because again, handicapped people, how are they supposed to have any chance in such a system? So it's not all about just how to distribute resources and value. It's also about the, the, the social aspect, the uh, interpersonal aspect. And, and this is one of the, the kind of one of the results I wanted to get to. And our discussion reminded me of this. Think of the Maslow hierarchy of human needs. Bottom layer, food, shelter, clothing, warmth. Next layer, the, the certainty or the confidence that these things will still be available tomorrow. So they're not just today. Uh, and, and then it, I get a bit fuzzy, but it, it becomes more uh, like interpersonal. For example, I want, to, I want to be happy. I want to have friends. I want family, life, stuff like that. And then it becomes more, more um, like transcendental um, self-actualization is at the top. So I believe that people on the right are concerned with covering the bottom two steps of that ladder, of that pyramid. And then people on the left are more concerned with the social aspects, with the familial. And they're both necessary. Just, just because there are different levels in the pyramid does not mean one is more important than another. It's just they come in, in a different order. If you have no shelter, food, and, and clothing, then you don't care about who's your friend and whether people respect you and love you and stuff like that. You need to cover your physical needs first before anything else. That's why there's this order of needs. And so people on the right are more interested in making sure that, that everyone has a chance at that and at, you know, building wealth and people on the left want to ensure that people don't get left behind if they don't have a chance of doing that, like yeah. handicapped people to make it obvious. So, and, and this is what I was saying in the beginning, in the beginning, they're solving two different problems, but they're on the same progression and they're both necessary. Well, I would do, I would agree. And it's, and it's why we don't need to, again, separate them. And it's, it's where I, like, I take a humanistic approach to most mm -hmm. things. And that's where I think that, in my opinion, again, I don't know the, the exact how humanism is written out, but that's how I would probably, yeah, define it, is that it's actually the right and the left combined um, so that both bases are covered. Um, because that's what is, in my opinion, necessary for both survival and progression. Again, that's, I guess, what it comes down to survival and, again, intellectual, emotional progression. But there is um, the, that concept, and it <laughs> comes from, well, I learned it from a computer game of all things, but um, the concept of um, uh, it, it, internal, eternal um, division. So that whole concept that mm -hmm. we started as one cell, everything mm -hmm. started as one cell, at some point there was a conflict inside became two cells and they became, you know, four cells, blah, 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 math. And it's just ever since that scenario inherent in all of us is this, um, this conflict and it's, um, one person might sway to one side of that conflict. One person may sway to a different side and different side and whatever, but, it creates in itself um, the yeah subconscious or ongoing um, need to 
yeah to uh to fight against stuff mm-hmm. to to win to be the best or whatever and i think that's a potential root of a lot of the problems is that again we need to teach people in some way um whether it's just for example or through actual you know um educational bodies or blah blah, blah that we don't need to fight we don't need to be so um, obsessed with us versus them and we're right, you're wrong and all these basic, well, not well. once you meet the basic needs, then the basic concepts um, that occur. And it's what keeps us, in my opinion, from, yeah, from moving forward and stopping pain and suffering because that's, in my, for me, it's the ultimate goal. Some people's goal is not that. Some people's goal is to cause as much suffering as possible because it gives them um, what they want. And it's, again, it's that, it's that nature-nurture thing. Is that because of their scenario they're in? Hmm. Or is that because of their, um, you know, just who they are? Is there a way to change that? I think, I think there is a way to, again, it, take, it, it takes, the problem with humanity is we only, you know, we live on this earth for anywhere from, you know, zero to a hundred plus years these changes require centuries. And I think that's what we're in the middle of right now. We're in the middle of all these changes and there's such a global conflict as we try to figure out what's going to be best for humanity and these forces are all attacking each other when actually I'm sure there's a way that we could all just get along. (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're one big organism trying to internally have more peace. Uh, to get to one of your questions, um, from my little understanding, psychopaths are evil, you know, are problematic for society yes. genet- from a genetic uh, way. They're, they're born that way. And well, sociopaths are bred, you know, they, they become that way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that sounds bad. But they're a minority, so, so I believe um, that they... The only way they become a huge problem is if we give them a lot of power. <laughs> this is it again. Um, I was talking to someone else the other day about this how we need to teach good people again, in vertical people who you know want to help, love, sustain. We need to teach them confidence and we need to teach them psychopathic traits so that they can tap into them when they need to. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people that are you know good, loving people, the moment they come across responsibility or pressure or leadership they run a mile. They're like, nope, don't want it because of their good nature, because they don't want to, they don't want to influence people. They don't want to mm-hmm. um, have power. They don't want to have these things. They just want to do good for people. But actually for society, I think personally think we need to be more accepting of blending these, like we're talking about blending these concepts, not having them separate, not having only good people are just nice and kind and timid. Um, mm-hmm. And only bad people are confident, arrogant and, um, psychopaths or whatever and being able to actually again blend the two so that actually the psychopaths learn throughout ages they get in a society where actually they're appreciated and given good things like good concepts to work with and to help people and then the good people are given psychopathic traits to be able to be like actually no in this situation i need to make a difficult decision and for the greater good type thing and i'm not going to crumble under you know, my emotional intensity or my pressure or my anxiety um again 
always the question we get, how do you do that? <laughs> sounds a bit like epiphany to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, another conclusion I've come to is that it is part of life on this planet that, uh, and like you said, with, with the individual and overall progression of people um, in their lifespans and then also over the centuries, that there are um, people at different levels in their personal progression uh, and that relationships like like the parent-child relationship between people emerge naturally, but they should only be allowed, or, or I would like a world where they're only natural, where I, as a child, will only be led and will only allow, uh, have someone make decisions for me if I trust them enough. You know, I should not have to be led by someone I don't want to. And... I, d I don't know if, if that's the solution be to everything no either. Because I would be led by no one. Because I don't some, trust some people enough. will never want to be led by anyone. Yeah. But maybe, maybe they will then lead a, a, a life of suffering because they're not profiting from the, the wisdom of someone else. Yeah, true. But on the other hand, not being led has the advantage of not being corrupted or not being exploited by someone who is corrupt. So I, I think that relationship needs to be more decentralized just more in the hands of the the person being led more voluntary yeah i think you'd eventually learn because I, I i you know take back what i just said actually I, I i start off being a person who doesn't trust anyone and would not give you know um once i hit my teenage and adult years anyway after being childhood would just be like no like i know better i understand this better and i don't like the reality is i don't know how to learn that hard lesson but I've had to learn actually some, again, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. That's the difference is sometimes, you know, we, none of us are perfect. None of us know everything. So actually we have to learn to trust some people um, so that we can gain that wisdom. I mean, like yourself, like people, I talked about certain things, you know, I trust, I realize that actually you have more wisdom and you have more understanding than I do on things. And again, I think the more we realize that, I think, I think everyone, this is just me now getting contradictory to what I said about, you know, about a minute ago, but I think everyone actually has something that, to give us that we don't understand. Yeah. I think no matter who I talk to in, on, on the planet, even if it's a reinforcement of a concept, no matter who it is, I will gain something from that person. And it can't always gain, be quantified in money. <laughs> yeah. I, I will gain um, a social understanding, an economic understanding, whatever, from that person, a philosophical understanding. Um, Cause yeah, just talking to people in the street sometimes, like when, like, let's say, I don't know what an example is, so they're handing out a leaflet or whatever, like, you know, chatting for a few minutes, and you know, that person can suddenly open my mind on a thing or trigger an idea or whatever. And again, it's our own self-fulfilling prophecy that stops us from um, being able to gain wisdom. We often want the big revelations, the big ideas that are going to fix things. But actually. Yeah, again, quick fix. Yeah. Again, seeing someone help someone else. Actually, yeah, the other day, simple thing. Um, in a shop, somebody had loads of uh, shopping. One person had a little thing that was behind, and that person was like, okay, you can go in front of me to you know, do your little stuff kind of thing. Um, and just, again, to have that awareness to help someone that needs just, instead of them waiting for ages, which is pointless. 
um, and seeing that, I was like, oh yeah, I need to be more aware to do that as myself as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Such a simple little thing. It starts with the individual. We, we all need to take responsibility. Yeah. But if we're constantly told what to do, then it's easy to not take responsibility. Yeah. Again, it's it needs to be a certain percentage of freedom, a certain percentage of um, guidance, I guess, and persuasion. Yeah. Not for, we 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 we've used the term force probably too uh, too much. Well, yeah, it, it totally depends on what it feels like to you at the time. Yeah. Does it feel like uh, you have a wise leader or or a dictator forcing you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Again, internal. Yeah, I think a lot of it is it's all internal. Our perception to what is going on mm -hmm. makes a difference. Makes all the difference.